Um, th there's a few announcements just I want to give this morning um, as we before we get into the Word. Obviously, the, the church building is closed, but leaders, elders, myself, we're available for, for counsel and prayer. I'm setting up most of my counseling via things like Skype, um, things like that, phone calls. But we are here to pray for you, and we're going to continue to be available in this time. And also, if there are some of you at home uh, watching this and you haven't been able to get out to the stores for food um, because you shouldn't leave the house, and there's a number of you really who shouldn't be going out uh, into, into the stores to do your shopping, going to check your mail, um, there's a number of people, uh, a number of us, uh, I, I guess on this side, us younger people who are willing and, and able and ready to go to the stores to get some food for you, uh, to go pick up your mail, to do some of those things like that. Stay at home. This is a time we rely on one another. For those who are, are healthy and available, you can even let me know if you're available to do some of those, those errands. Is, is last week, I think I was at the store uh, like four different times for different people. Um, so we're going to continue to do that. So this is one of the announcements I want to make. And, and another is, is simply that as we continue to minister as best as we can, um, we're going to continue to receive you know, our tithes and offerings. The best way to do that, there are a few ways you can. Go ahead and mail it in if, if that's what you so, uh, if you want to do. Um, the P.O. Box is on the website, which that's a, um, a resource for you. Make sure you're going to the, the website. We have a number of resources there, but our P.O. Box is uh, 1564, and it's Big Bear City. You can mail in your tithes. Um, also, a great way to do it is either texting online, and, and if you zoom in on your camera or on your screen, you can see how to do that right up there. Uh, the other part is on our website uh, is a link that's www.thejourneychurchbigbear.com. There's a place for giving. You click on that link, you click on the giving tab, and boom, it'll open up and walk you through it. If you're having a problem, you can call me and I'll walk you through that. And once you set that up, it's always set up for you. It becomes very easy to give. If you set up the text to give, that's incredibly easy. After the first time you set it up on your phone, the next time you just you just click on the phone number you put in the amount that you want to give and you press send and it's gone that's why i love to walk around the sanctuary and pick up people's phone and just text to give from all over so um, that's a great way to do that please continue to give um, as we as we have the resources we want to be helping those in need and i, I also want to make a just a encouragement part of announcement we're we're, we're being requested to stay at home that doesn't mean stay inside. You can take a walk. In fact, go take a walk is good for you. If you can get out. Um, if, if, when you run into people on the, on the streets, if when you pass them, you walk on the other side of the street. Um, smile, wave, say hello. Uh, go do some yard work as it's begin. Next week, it should start warming up a little bit. It's okay to get out of your home and to walk around using social distancing. Even in Los Angeles, which is one of the strictest, tightest places. I read the uh, just last night to confirm. They said you can go outside and exercise, ride your bike, go for a walk using social distancing principles, keeping, you know, six to ten feet away from people. Um, you know, when this is over, we'll, 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 we'll hug again a lot more, I'm sure. Um, but for now, get outside, go for a walk, turn off the social media news feeds if they're bringing you down. Don't watch news over and over again. Uh, make this a time 
to bring your family together uh, and, and have family time worshiping him, um, having just great, great things. And I know there's a lot of people having, getting a lot of projects done. Uh, I hope you can get some projects done too. I think my wife wants me to get some projects done around the house. We'll see if I have any time for that. Okay, and I'm looking around at the few people that are here. Did I miss any announcements, Jesse, or anything else we should touch on, Julie? Okay. Yeah, be in the Word. Right here. Reading through, remember we talked about reading through the Bible in a year? For all of those who, who uh, fell behind, I know who you are. Okay, so to, to access Right Now Media, you'll go to our web, web page, which I'm going to do as I walk through this. I wish I could. Next week, maybe we'll even do some demonstrations. You go to www.thejourneychurchbigbear.com. You, once you get to the website and, and things are, are moving, um, over to the right side of the screen, you'll click the media button and actually click it. Um, there's a few drop-down tabs. Don't click, do one of those. Click actually on the media tab. When you do that, it will open up our media page. On that page, um, there's a place to listen to online sermons. And also, right below that, it says click to get a free Right Now Media account. And so you, you can do that. Now, many of you actually already have an account that you forgot about and you forgot your password. If that's you, email me at pastorrob at thejourneychurchbigbear.com. I hate giving that out publicly, but it's on the website anyways. Pastorrob at thejourneychurchbigbear.com, and I will help you get back into your account. There's probably a forgot your password link on the Right Now Media account, and so do that. There are a ton of resources on there. Parents, you've got your kids home. You're wondering what to do. There is uh, there's shows for children, um, VeggieTales and things like that. There is uh, also Bible study resources for kids. There's devotional resources for all ages, from, from little kids all the way um, through every age group, every status. Uh, let's, let's use this. We've been uh, having this as a uh, resource for you for years. Um, right now, let's, let's use this as we're, we're home more. So some great Bible studies in there. And... Uh, so, so that's all there. Um, also on our website, if you're if you are listening, there's a there's a link I want you to click on there. If if you're listening and you don't know what to do, um, and and you're not a you're not a Christian, you're not a believer, you you believe in God somewhat, but you don't know what to do. There's a link on that media page that says how to become a Christian. So I want you to to click on that and read that. Also, since we're doing announcements, we're talking about the website. If you go to our website on the top, it says contact us. When you click the contact us link, boy, I wish this was up, up there. We will do that next week. There are ways to contact us, but there's a prayer request form right there. It's awesome. You click on the prayer request, and when you do, you fill out all the information, and when you submit that, it goes immediately into emails of our prayer staff, if you will, those who are committed to praying for you, and we will begin to pray and agree in prayer for you. Uh, there's some other things on there, so check out the website. We'll continue to add more resources as, um, as this time goes on um, because we want to continue to be the body of Christ. And most of all, we're going to talk about this a little bit in the message, you know, love one another, pray for one another. We need each other in this time. I don't want to... Okay. All right. That is good. Any others? I appreciate that question. Thanks, Julie. Get that out. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for, for those of you who are, are just tuning in, we don't know if this is going to the website uh, or not. Um, they were choked down and streaming. It's, it's, the camera's live. 
Um, but we don't know if it's going there. We're, we'll, we'll work on that this week. But uh, those of you new to this, this is uh, welcome to the world of live stream. And I had a few suggestions this week to pre-record the service and just play it at 930. And I'm not saying I'm not going to consider doing that uh, in the future. In fact, we're likely going to, starting next week, pre-record the service and put it on at 930 uh, in the morning at the same time. And then it'll still be up there because we're finding there's so many people trying to download videos that it's not working the best. If it's pre-recorded, it might work a little bit better and have it up there for you. We'll have to see. But I wanted to meet with you at the exact same time, live and in person. I want you to know that we're all gathered here, focused on the same thing at the same time. You know, right now at, at 10 o'clock or so in the morning, that, that this small, small gathering of people here is here to minister to you in your homes and for those who might be tuning in later. Somehow it makes me feel a little closer to you. And, and we, we need that. So I've been on the phone a lot, um, calling people. I know people are calling because we want to make sure we're feeling close. Um, those of you who are streaming this at a later time, I forgive you uh, for not being here live. But, um, but sincerely, whenever, wherever you're watching this or listening to it on the audio, I pray for you. Uh, last night I was praying for everyone who tunes in live, who listens later, who watches this uh, record, uh, the, this later rebroadcast on the website or on Facebook, that you would feel the presence of God in your lives in a powerful way. That's what we need right now. We need God's peace, his power, his wisdom, his guiding, and his provision. And the fact hasn't escaped me that, that some of you have recently lost jobs or, or stopped working and your income, is, your income stream is, is definitely been changed. And some of you are afraid of that happening. You have fears about your income, your health, you have, you have fears about your family in other locations. Uh, our, son, uh, our son and daughter, um, Matthew and Julia, are, are in Missouri, and we feel very estranged from them. We've been using a great tool. Uh, I want to encourage you. This is a fun one, and I just forgot the name. No, what is it? Thank you. Marco Polo. It's a great little app. You record a little video. You put a little a, a group together. You can record a video, and then when other people have time, they record a video back. It's actually been a lot of fun. I, it's better than, I think, live chat because you can kind of throughout the day just do a 15-second, hey, oh, my goodness, I was just thinking about this. You send it to them. Whenever they have time, they look at it, and they video back. It's a lot of fun. You can make different groups in there, and so that each group gets your little videos that you, you go to. So, um, hey, I, you know, Marco Polo, send me some money for that, uh, for, that uh, for that little, you know, plug. Free advertisement. And so, but we are, we're afraid. Um, we've, we've got these different fears, and, and we need him, don't we? We always need him, but there's a difference between now and, say, two weeks ago. We didn't know how much we needed him. We, we may not even know and realize how much we need him yet. Uh, but, but today I think we would agree we're, we're beginning to realize more and more how much we need God. So we're going to take a moment right now. And we're going to tell him right where you're at, a few of us here, and right where you're at listening to this, watching this. You're going to close your eyes for a moment. You're going to try to focus on him. 
forget about yourself. Try to not think about all these worries and pray with me. Heavenly Father, I come to you right now. The world around me is in an incredibly strange state. This is an unprecedented time. Fear is trying to grip me. Where two weeks ago my future seemed so much more secure and sure, I'm not sure what tomorrow may bring at this point. So I ask you now, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, to come into my life. God, help me to recognize you. I ask that you would grant me peace, that you'd walk with me through this time, be with me, be with my family, with my friends, be with my neighbors. God, we all need you. God, we th I thank you for loving me. I thank you for providing for me. I thank you for giving me your peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And, and right now I want to say a quick prayer over you. I'm going to pray this right now, and I'm also going to pray this at the end of our, of our message time together. <coughs> it comes directly from the scriptures, from Numbers chapter 6, and, and many of you have heard this, but I'm praying this right now. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Amen. So all the saints who receive that say amen. I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you over in Facebook land and online. Say it like you mean it. There you go. I think I heard some of you. Hey, in, in preparing this morning, um, all week, praying and thinking, what, what are we going to share? My mind went to just about every possible theme. I thought about just talking about God's peace or how to keep faith in hard times. Um, thought about a message on God's hope for the hurting. I even had suggestions and thought, do we talk about God's judgment? Because there's a real judgment of, of God at times on sin, and this is not it. But we could talk about those things. We'd talk about the condition of the world and, and our need for Christ. Uh, we could talk about the results of the fall, which this virus, uh, whatever it is, wherever it came from, is a result of the fall of man. This was not the way it would have been in the Garden of Eden. We are living in a fallen world. We could have talked, uh, talked about the, the fall of man. Um, obviously, we could have talked about the importance of evangelism in times of crisis. We can't just pull back and, and think about ourselves, but we have to be thinking about others. All of these messages would be appropriate and, and more. And as I prayed, I believe I was led to, believe it or not, to just continue on preaching through Exodus. We, we took a big break from preaching through Exodus, and I thought, of all the things, that sounded the most strange. So I, I picked up my Bible and began to reread parts of Exodus. And I had to go back a few weeks to see where we were the last time we were preaching about Exodus. And it was, if you remember, it was P uh, Pastor Mickey Hall. He preached a message a few weeks ago while I was taking a week off after my mom's passing. And, and I was supposed to take two weeks off, actually. But COVID-19 had other plans for me. And so last week, I, I came and wanted to share with the church. Um, but he began preaching in Exodus chapter 16 a few weeks ago. And we want to pick that up this morning. 
See, the Bible is given to us to train us, to equip us, to encourage us, to challenge us, even to rebuke us at times. He never condemns us, for there is no condemnation in. Did you catch that? There's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. There's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. He does challenge us, though, and rebuke us at times. He also comforts us. At times, even as Psalm 23 says, he comforts us by his rod and staff. Sometimes his comfort, uh, it doesn't feel good at the, at the moment, but it's going to bring comfort. And there's a word for us today. So my prayer is that Holy Spirit will speak to you, speak to all of us here this morning, everyone watching, whether he chooses to train, equip, encourage, challenge, comfort, rebuke, or all of those things, let God by the Holy Spirit do a deep work in your life this morning. Now, we each need some encouragement. And, and I'm sure there'd be an amen from that from, from at home. We need some encouragement. We need some good news. And I tell you, the Bible is the best good news that we could possibly ever encounter. It's full of great news. In fact, we all remember just a few months back, which seems like a year ago, Christmas, I bring you good tidings of great joy. The Word of God has great news for us. So we're going to get into the Word of God this morning. Let's do a, a we're going to be in, in, in Exodus chapter 15, 16, 17. You can open up your Bibles there. And uh, you can also go online on a different device and, and open up version or something like that. Um, we'll be reading a, a, a number of passages and, and skimming over some sections too. I want to do a quick catch up of a few important details of Israel's exodus from Egypt. And that's what it, it means. Exodus was the people of Israel, the God's people, leaving uh, Egypt. The people of Israel, also known as, as Jacob, remember Israel had a different name, his name was Jacob. They went to Egypt actually to be saved from the famine. Egypt was actually used by God for a time to bring life to Israel, but in time God needed to bring his people out. Egypt became a snare to the people because it, it, it offered various gods and they began to worship and fall into the trap of other gods. It also became a place of suffering for God's people. So God saved a little baby boy and raised him up, Moses, to be a deliverer. And he, here's, here's some awesome. Moses was 80 when he led the people out of Egypt. And so God is not done with you. If you're at home listening to this or watching this and you're advancing in age, God is not done with you until you hear that last trumpet. God used Moses to lead his people out of Egypt, out of bondage, but, but not before performing the miracles, the great signs, the signs of God's power, his might, his mercy, and his grace. He did signs to show who he was compared to the gods that Egypt worshipped. And the last sign that God performed became what we know as the Passover. God sent the death angel over all the land of Egypt so that any house, whether it was Egyptian or Israelite, any house that was obedient to God and put the blood of the lamb, they had to kill a lamb and put it on their, on their doorpost and on the lentil of the house, the death angel passed over. Through the final sign, Moses uh, led his people out of Egypt and on the way, things began to happen. As soon as they, they left, first, as they were leaving Egypt, they went on a strange direction and they were guided by God. There was more than one way to leave Egypt and the most illogical way is the way that God led his people. You could have gotten out of Egypt a number of ways, 
but God led his people right up to the, to the crossing of the Red Sea. Pharaoh and the armies of Egypt were following right behind. With the terror of Egypt right behind, God began to do another miracle. He, he, kept, the, he kept the Egyptians away be, because of a pillar of fire that came down. And he began to part the Red Sea for his own people, for his beloved. And then he dried up the ground. And, and, you know, here we are, we're, we're living in Big Bear, we've had some snow, and, you know, just when the snow melts, then everything turns muddy, and we have to wait a few more days just from that little bit of snow so the, dry, the ground won't be muddy. You know, and, and once it dries up, we get all excited, and then it snows again, and, and it turns the ground muddy. God did such a miracle. Not only did he part the Red Sea, but he dried the ground. God is a great, great God, I don't care about all the stories you or all the, the stories you've heard and how scientists try to explain and it was just a low place. It, it didn't just say that he parted the water, but he also dried the ground. A real miracle happened on that. And they crossed through the Red Sea, and then they watched the armies of Pharaoh get covered and destroyed by the seas as the waters came back into place. What a miracle. So they sang, and we talked about that a few weeks ago. We need to be a people who learn to sing to God, to rejoice um, in times of need, but also in times of celebration too. Um, and they sang songs for his goodness, for his miracles. Let's be a people who would sing to God as they did too. Right away, they just worshiped God and they sang a great song in, in uh, Exodus chapter 15. So they were delivered from slavery. On their way out, they plundered the Egyptians of their gold and their silver. And they saw the armies destroyed behind them. Everything was good, right? No. They sang a song about how great God is. And yes, three days later, they ran out of water. So they began to grumble. They began to grumble. So God does another miracle there, and he turned the water that was bitter. They couldn't drink it. He turned it sweet, and so they had water to drink, and so now everything's good, right? No. I mean, immediately, again, chapter 16, where Mickey, Mickey preached a few weeks ago, I read this, um, Exodus 16:1. The whole Israelite community set out from Elim and came to the desert of Sin. And that's not a good start already. The whole Israelite community came to the desert of sin. I don't know if that was Palm Springs or Las Vegas, but we need to be careful of the desert of sin. You know, we got to watch that. Now, we, 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 sin is just the name of, of a desert there, but, but really sin, the place of sin in this instance became a place of sin for the people. Hey, if, if Zach or someone could give me a, a glass of water, I am parched. I like that word, parched. So this place that, that God brought them to became a place of sin. After 30 days of coming out of Egypt, the people began grumbling again. This time, there was no food. They've seen the miracles of God time after time, and they started saying things like, you should have left us in Egypt. There was plenty of food. Yeah, we were slaves, and, and uh, we were dabbling in worship of other gods, but at least we had food. Grumble, grumble, grumble. So God begins to give them something. And, and, and they called it manna because they really didn't know what it was. They'd never seen anything like it. Was, they said it was like coriander. So it was like these wafers that would come in the morning like dew. And, and it would come every morning. And then he brought them quail in the evening. 
they had so much quail that they ate for a month that the Bible says that there was coming out of their noses, which which I think they were just just vomiting it up because they had eaten too much and they had uh, they had so much. Listen, they complained, and God heard, and He gave them more than they they could handle, more than they needed, more than they wanted. Thank you. There's a lesson for us all through these chapters. You know, we actually live in a society that we've had more than we need in. We've really probably had way too much. And, and, and the things that are happening, we're going to learn some, take some lessons out of this, but that might be one that we need to learn about how blessed we've been and maybe how uh, wrongly we've, we've used it. So God tells the people, I'm going to do this every day for you. I'm going to do it every day but on the Sabbath. So only gather enough manna for the day. Don't get too much. Did you hear that? He told the Israelites, don't hoard. There will be more tomorrow. On Friday, there's going to be enough for two days. God actually put more on the day before the Sabbath, which would be our Friday, then so that they could gather enough so that they wouldn't have to do any on the Sabbath, gather any on the Sabbath. And, and, and of course, people tried to do what, what they're doing today. They gathered more than they needed. And they hoarded it. They went straight to staters and bought more TP and sanitizer and gloves and rice than they needed. I mean, they gathered more manna than they needed. And, 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 and it, the Bible says it turned rancid and it grew worms and stank. And as I was reading this and, and praying about this, I actually began to wonder if there's any, anyone up here. Is, is, is there someone up here with wormy TP? You know, they gathered too much and it's, and it's going bad. And uh, you might deserve it. And, and, I, and I, it, it, that sounds like a joke, but I actually know people now who, who don't have toilet paper. They're out, and they can't get to the store in time um, to get it. So we're going to try to get toilet paper to people. You know, um, the, the, it's a, the, some hospitals are running out of masks because people like you and me, and I didn't do this, they bought masks to protect themselves, but they bought a 1,000, and, and, and that's just been wrong. We're going to get into that a little bit. So we're seeing a pattern develop. God is good. He provides. He does a miracle. The people are happy for a moment, and then a trial comes, and they get mad, and they grumble. And then God does a mir another miracle. He provides for the people. They get happy, and then a trial happens, and they get mad, and they grumble. We find ourselves in chapter 17. Exodus chapter 17. The Israelites leave the desert of sin, and there's no water. And all the congregation of the children of Israel set out on their journey from the wilderness of sin, according to the commandment of the Lord, and camped at Rephidim. 
but there was no water for the people to drink. Therefore the people contended with Moses and said, Give us water that we may drink. Moses said to them, Why do you contend with me? Why do you tempt the Lord? In, in just a little while it says that, they, that as Moses was talking to God, it, it, Moses said, They're ready to stone me. Moses was the leader, and the people were, were ready to stone him because they didn't have any, any water. And like, what does Moses have, 500,000 gallons of water in his, in his robe? You know, they, they're angry, and they're taking it out on the wrong people. We've got to be careful as, as things get tense and things aren't going the way we like to watch our anger with the people who aren't responsible for anything that we're going through. Moses talks to God, and God does what God is so amazing at. Not just the miracle, he shows mercy. He shows mercy and grace, and he brings water from a rock. God told Moses to strike the rock, and Moses obeyed water, obeyed, and, and he struck the rock, and water came out, and yay, the people are happy again. I want you to look at, at verse 7. So we called the name of the place Massah and Meribah because of the contention of the children of Israel because they tempted the Lord saying, Is the Lord among us or not? Is the Lord among us or not? They, they named the place where they were at Meribah and Massah. Is the Lord among us? Whether, whether we actually ask that question, we sometimes ask it in a different vein than, than Moses. Is, is God with us? Is God with us? And we wonder. But Moses is saying it in a different vein to the Israelites. He's saying something like this. Did you see what just happened? Haven't you been paying attention? God has been doing miracle after miracle, providing, guiding, and yet you keep questioning. You keep grumbling. You keep doubting. You keep being fearful. You keep worrying. Don't you know the Lord is among us? The Lord is among us. We can see his hand in our lives. And that's the message for us this morning. The Lord is among us. We see his presence. We feel his presence. We see the miracles. We know people who've been changed and healed by him. And we get into a trial. This is a trial. But we need to know the Lord is among us. That's the message we need today. Isn't it amazing that, that people are people? People are people, and people have always been people. Forever, people have been people. We're the same today as they were then. We see a blessing. We get happy. We have a trial. We complain and we doubt. We act the same way. Do We do the same types of things. We say the same things. We doubt the same way. We grumble, then we get our way, and boom, we're happy again. I read the, the account of the Israelites and think they had a bad case of the normal. This is what normal people do, right? I mean, it's just normal, and you might even hear that. It's just normal. You know, you're, you're a little upset, and you're complaining, it's grumbling. You're, you're normal, but God's calling us to be abnormal. <laughs> well, how about this? It's natural to complain. 
It is. It's natural. This is, you know, we get fearful and that's a natural thing and we complain and we grumble, but God is calling us to be supernatural. He really does want us to be outside of the norm. He wants us to be outside of the natural. He wants to live supernaturally. It means above the natural. And people around you might be fearful, but if we can tap into God and his peace and his guiding, we can live supernatural lives full of God's leading and guiding and blessing. It might be natural to complain, to doubt, but God is asking us to trust him, to walk by faith, to know that God is among us. And I know that that's, that's difficult to do. It's easy to say it, it's easy to preach it, but we have to incorporate that into our life. What can we learn from these passages? There's so much. There's so much as you read these. I'd hope that I, I would ask you to reread and study and ask the Lord to even show you more, even in this section, and read your Bible regularly. Be studying the Bible because He's going to bring out messages for you, messages that you can preach to your family, messages that you can preach to your friends, that you can blog about or write about. And we want to be posting and, and lifting the Lord up in these times. I want to point out a few biblical truths. In times of difficulty, we must. We must learn to trust the Lord. Proverbs 3, 5 says this, Trust in the Lord and lean not on your own understanding. And, and, and we're, we're trying to understand this. I'm trying to understand it. My mind, is, I try to figure everything out. And I'm, I'm reading articles and trying to, to find out how it's going to spread and, and wondering what's really happening. And then we start going into our own understanding, going, well, maybe this thing isn't so bad and maybe it's some conspiracy theory. And, and maybe they're just trying to keep us down. And, they're, and we try to understand because, because what well, really, we're out of control. We're out of control. And, and remember that control is something on your washer machi washing machine. We don't have control in life, but we're all trying to grasp it, so we're trying to understand this. The Bible tells us, listen, trust the Lord. Don't lean on your own understanding. Every time I think I understand this, I get a new piece, and I go, well, I guess I didn't understand it very well. I want to read you Psalm chapter 40. We won't read the whole thing, but I want to read a few verses. Psalm chapter 40. We used to sing this. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me, and he heard my cry. He also brought me up out of a, a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and he set my feet upon a rock, and he established my steps. He's put a new song in my mouth. Liz, what is the song? It's praise to our God. Many will see it and fear, and they will trust in the Lord. Now listen, verse 4. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust and does not respect the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies. We're going to put our trust in the Lord. A few weeks ago, we heard about 
this virus in China, and, and some of you heard about it a little bit earlier, but a few weeks ago, it really began to came up, come on our radar, our radar person a little bit. The hospital where my mom was began having people at the front door offering masks and, and, and asking if we had coughs and things like that. Um, many people, including myself, were, were pretty nonchalant about this a couple weeks ago. Now we hear that Italy had some 700 deaths in one day. Okay? Now, now here comes a part where you, could, you get afraid. We've been hearing things like 11,000 people have died so far in the U.S. because of the flu. And, and that's, that's a horrible amount. They were comparing it, and I, I did this a little bit too at the beginning. They're comparing it to how, how, how bad the flu is compared to this or how, how this isn't very bad. Well, 60 million people in Italy, when 700 people start dying a day, that's equivalent for us of 3,500 people dying a day. In four days, that's more than 11,000 people. And, and so, is this serious? Absolutely. If it goes out of control, this could be serious. And, and yes, there's a lot of us who'd say, you know, I, I'm not afraid of getting it. I'm actually not afraid of getting it. I'm afraid of spreading it. And you, and you should be too. If you're healthy, it's not about you getting it and, and, and dying from it. It's about you getting it and giving it to somebody whose immune system is compromised. So the news can be scary. We need to pray. We need to pray for Italy. Uh, we have a missionary friend in Andorra, Spain, who, who uh, Andorra is actually not part of Spain. It's right next to Spain, who he's been living there. He's actually from Running Springs. He's been living there as a missionary with his wife. He came and preached a couple years ago, and, and he said it's just overrun everything. They close their church completely down. Within a small church of 35 people, there are cases of COVID-19 in his little church. He's now working with the Red Cross. We need to pray to pray for one another. We need to pray for healthcare workers. But in the midst of our prayers, church, we have to trust God. We need to learn to trust. We need to believe in God who's blessed us in our times past, trust in the God who provided for us last week, last month, last year, and we need to not rely on our own thinking and understanding. We need to trust Him. How? We need to learn how to be still, and how to meditate, and how to focus on the Lord. We'll read through 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4 and 5. It says this, The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Now, now, sometimes the stronghold is right up here. It's a stronghold in the mind. You know, our minds are amazing things, but they create strongholds that we can't get over. Why are some people afraid to fly? Because they have a stronghold in their mind. Why are, why are people uh, afraid of the dark? They have a stronghold in their mind. Something has gripped them. It's created a stronghold. I'm not saying it's not real. There's a real stronghold. But we have to overcome the stronghold and the weapons of our warfare. They're not carnal. They're not fleshly. But they're mighty in God for pulling down these things our, in our minds, in our feelings. And then in verse 5 it says this, casting down arguments 
and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Here, here's the key point. Bringing every thought into captivity to obedience in Christ. Did you get that? We have the power in God. And we need to bring into captivity every thought. How many times have you said, my mind's just running wild. Stop letting it run wild. Get a hold of it. In Christ, pull down the strongholds of lies. And then 2 Timothy 1.7 is, is, is a good encouragement because one of the strongholds we have right now is fear. And remember the president and I forget which president, just, it just escaped me, but we have nothing to fear but fear itself. Is Roosevelt, right? So I was thinking, it's Roosevelt. We have nothing to fear but fear itself. You know, we, we don't want to be acting out of fear in any situation. This message isn't just about today. This, fear comes up so often. We, we, the counter uh, the, the counterattack to fear is, is trust. But this is 2 Timothy 1.7. says that God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, God doesn't give us the spirit of fear. And some people, there's, there's, some, there's some messages out there, some websites are saying fear is good. Healthy fear is good, but not a spirit of fear. And I'm not, I don't really consider it fear. We're gonna, I, I'm going to use some other words, but God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but he has given us a spirit of power, of love, and a sound mind. And, and some of you just, you need to claim that sound mind and, and cast down the fear. Receive that spirit of power and love. And, and, and I'm not t talking, I'm talking about fear. I'm not talking about wisdom and prudence. So those are the words that I would use. Yeah, we need to be wise. We need to be prudent people, not fearful. I'd have to quote too many large portions of the Proverbs to give you all the scriptures about how important wisdom is. We need wisdom in these days. We need to pray for people to have wisdom. Leaders, neighbors, everyone. Let everyone walk in prudence and wisdom, not in fear. When a dog is afraid, it bites you. When people are afraid, they bite you. They're angry. They're accusatory, judgmental, fearful, causes hoarding causes us to not love one another. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, love, power, and a sound mind. God calls us to get wisdom and use wisdom to get understanding, to listen to his counsel. That's what we need to do as a people. We need to, to really get God's understanding and, and then even listen to the counsel and understanding that's coming out there. We need to not be paying attention to false uh, websites and false uh, letters. You know, I got this thing. It was well-meaning. Uh, those of you who forwarded it to me, I know you meant well, but I got some things that said, if you eat ice cream, you can't catch the virus. Drink cold water and you can't catch the virus. Good meaning people are spreading bad information. In fact, what we know about viruses is they actually like the cold better than the hot, typically. So, so that good advice, that good meaning advice actually could have been the opposite of what we needed to hear. Let's, let's find real truth and real wisdom and tap into the Lord's wisdom and not be afraid. He's not, he is not calling us uh, to give in to fear. 
Bible says that we need to wash our minds in the Word of God. We need to meditate on scriptures like Philippians 4. We need to hear this and then follow its directions. Philippians 4.8 says this, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. That's what we want to do. Meditate on these things. In times past, I've preached messages, and, and I refer to it all the times about having memorial stones in your life. A memorial stone is, is what happened when Joshua let the people across the Red Sea, or I'm sorry, across the Jordan River, and from the middle of the Jordan River, they picked up stones out of the middle of the Jordan, and they carried them to the other side, and they built a memorial. And the purpose of the memorial stones was so that every time you walked past them, you would remember, you would hear the story and remember what God had done in our lives. We need to have memorial stones in our life right now going back to say, remember when God provided for us? Remember when God healed us that time? Remember when God did the miracle? I remember him, and it helps us to have faith in the moment because he has been good, he is good, and he will continue to be good. So how to live now? We need to live in faith. We need to live in trust of Him, in hope that He'll see us through. And we need to live in love. There's a few things that practically I want to encourage us to. And, and, and first and foremost is spend time with the Lord. Spend time in prayer and in worship and in the Word of God. The book of Jude says, build yourself up in your most holy faith praying in the Holy Spirit. Pray. Pray in the Holy Spirit. You don't know how to, how to pray? Pray in the Holy Spirit. Read the Word. Read, read the encouragement of the Psalms and Psalm 91. You've been, if you haven't been hearing it, read Psalm 91. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. He is my fortress. My God and Him will I trust. The psalmist says, I lift my eyes up to the mountain. Where does my help come from? My help comes from you, God, maker of heaven and earth. Spend time in the Word. Get rid of the negative stuff that's, that's happening around you, the, the, the bad uh, news feeds. The, the, anything that's bringing doubt and fear, just begin to just push it back. I'm not saying be uneducated, but push those things back. You don't need to inundate yourself with negative information all the time. Instead, press into the Lord. You might consider canceling Netflix and getting Pure Flix. Do some things like that. Here's another thing we can do. This is very, very, very practical. We just read here, don't gather too much manna. Okay? We're going to be really practical here. In our case, because... Uh, we don't want to be out in public too much. Um, we don't want to go shopping too often. I heard from, on Focus on the Family, one of the leaders of the DIH, uh, who happens to believe he has 40,000 people under him. It was a great message just a few days ago from Focus on the Family, and, and I didn't go back to catch his name, but you can go and look for that. 
um, in, in his time, he was just giving practical advice. We know all the stuff. We're supposed to be washing our hands and social distancing. But he actually even said, listen, you got to go to the stores. That's fine. Don't hoard and go about once a week. Don't go daily. Okay? So our manna comes from Stater Brothers and Vaughn's. Go every five to seven days. Get what you need for that time period and go home. And don't hoard. And I pray if, if you hoard that worms are going to come in and, and make your stuff stink. Because there's nothing worse than, than knowing people. Even in our congregation, we have somebody in our congregation who cannot drink tap water because they have an allergy to, uh, their, their body reacts very badly to just tiny amounts of chlorine. They have to drink purified water. And when they go day after day after day to get purified water and they can't find any, they, they run out of water because people are, are hoarding water. You know what? Drink the tap water. Most of you can drink the tap water. Let's not gather too much manna. We have, we've never been told that the food supplies are going to stop. And if they do, God will provide. Maybe it won't be manna. Maybe squirrel. No. We don't, want to, we don't want to promote that. If we could edit that, we'd get that right out of that. But God will provide what we need. God may use you to help provide for others. He may call you if you're healthy to go shop or pick some meds up for someone else. God can use you to provide. He may ask you if you have money to buy somebody food who has no money. God will provide for us. Let's look at, at chapter 17, verse 8. We're going to finish up the chapter. Exodus chapter 17. Let's just read the, let's just read the word for a minute. Now Amalek came and fought with Israel and Rephidim. And Moses said to Joshua, Choose us some men and go out, fight with Amalek tomorrow. I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. So, so we're not I'm not saying we should go out and fight with people. You've got to read the rest, and we'll talk about the principle here. Joshua did as Moses said to him. He fought with Amalek, and Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And so it was when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. Moses' hands became heavy. So they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. And Aaron and Hur supported his hands, one on one side, one on the other side, and his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. So Joshua defeated Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. And the Lord said to Moses, Write down this for a memorial in the book and recount it in the hearing of Joshua, that I will utterly blot out the remembrance of Amalek from under the sun. And the Moses built an altar and called its name, The Lord is my banner. For he said, Because the Lord has sworn, the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. Well, let's, let's instead of Amalek, we can put in COVID-19. Because that's what we're fighting. We're fighting a virus. And, and people are going to get tired in this battle. And so what we need to do is we need to find those that are going to get tired. And we need to go one on their left hand and one on their right hand 
and we need to lift up their hands. We need to be a people who will look out for one another, who care for one another, who love with a, a great amount of love, who will sacrifice themselves their time, even their own energy, to help others to hold their hands up until COVID is defeated completely. And it will be. We will walk through this. Psalm 23 is a great psalm because it says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. You're with me. Well, we walk through the valley, but we come out on the other side. One thing we've learned as a people group, that every pandemic, every epidemic, it comes to an end. It might crest and it might be devastating, but we get through it. And we will get through this too. God will see us through to the other side. But let's be like Aaron and her holding people's hands up, caring for them, supporting them when they get tired. Let's be very aware. That, that means that we're going to care even in the stores when we're doing our shopping. You know, when you go, you've already been limited to buy only one pack of toilet paper. Well, maybe you're just buying one pack at a time, but you're going four day, you know, every day for four days, and you've now got 16 packs, and you find out that there was somebody in the line going, I'm out. Give them yours. Hold people's hands up. Love one another. Support one another in this time. Take some time to call people and pray for them. As you're walking around your neighborhoods, again, I encourage you to be walking, to get out, get some fresh air, get some exercise. The physical benefits of exercise are going to keep you healthy and your immune system up. Get outside and walk. As you walk, pray for your neighbors. Just as you're walking down the street, Pray for their houses. Be aware of, of the people who, who can't get out. Let's love one another. Let's trust in the Lord with all of our heart, leaning not on our own understanding. I'm going to close in the blessing, the priestly blessing. As we started, we're going to close. Guys, we're, we're in this together. We're, we're the children of God. We're going to love each other as best as we can and serve each other. Be, don't be discouraged. Don't be afraid. The Lord your God will be with you wherever you go, Joshua 1, 8, and 9. But here I want you to receive this prayer as we close the service and sign off of, of Facebook and maybe possibly on our website if it went through too. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show his favor and give you his peace. Father, we thank you for your peace. We thank you that you will smile upon us. I pray in the midst of this that we'll find joy in the journey, joy is in the moment. Help us to be people of trust, faith, hope, and love. Let us hold one another's arms up as we care for those around us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. We'll be here every Sunday at 9.30. We'll have some more resources on the website this week. Check it out, thejourneychurchbigbear.com. God bless you all.